Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Uncensored Empath, a place for us to discuss highly sensitive energy, illness, healing, and transformation. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a life and success coach for empaths who want to create a thriving body, business, and life. Think of this podcast as your no BS guide to navigating life, health, and entrepreneurship. You'll get straight to the point, totally holistic tips from me in real time as I navigate this healing and growth journey right beside you. This is a Soul Fire production. All of this fear, this fear that people won't understand me, this fear that they won't get it, the fear that my voice won't be heard, the fear that I'll be misunderstood, all of this fear, this fear around my voice, all of these cumulative fears, Releasing these fears, coming into my heart, coming into my body, breathing deeply, fully arriving in the present moment. It's a little sneak peek into how I often get my energy ready and my voice and my throat activated to come and speak to you in the most raw, genuine, authentic way. And every time it looks a little different, today this episode is all about the throat chakra. And so I felt it was relevant to do a little bit of EFT tapping on any fears around sharing my 100% me, authentically Sarah Small voice. 
And podcasting is this beautiful portal. It is this vessel for your voice to be heard. What held me back for so long from really owning my truth, my voice, that it mattered, that it was important, that I was worthy enough of being heard, were these wounds within my throat chakra energy. The throat chakra is at the base of your throat, right around your thyroid gland. It is one of the seven main energy centers in your being, in your body. And this specific chakra is the seat of self-expression. Every time I record an episode on the podcast, I am using my throat chakra. And the throat chakra can also be viewed as a crossroads of the heart and the head, this channel between these two powerful components of your being and therefore this mediator between your emotions and your thoughts. So let's talk about this communication center of your body. I'm going to begin by sharing some of my personal story and journey in having a very underactive throat chakra and how that has affected my life. As a young woman, I struggled so much with speaking up. This is the first way that the underactive throat chakra made me feel disempowered, like I couldn't speak up. There's this very clear image of my childhood. I think I was around fifth grade. And by fifth grade, my friends and I were allowed to ride our bikes around the small suburban town that I grew up in. So we had this, this responsibility and privilege to be able to go by ourselves. And that felt like super cool as a fifth grader. And so we would ride our bikes and we wouldn't go too far. Honestly, the place we went to most was Old Country Buffet, which I... 32-year-old Sarah is like, what the hell were you thinking? But that is where we would go. And it was like $5 buffet. And we get ice cream and who knows, jello, whatever we felt like getting from the buffet. We would ride our bikes there. But I remember this one time myself and three of my fifth grade friends rode our bikes to Old Country Buffet. And we were just kind of sitting around this table and One of my friends had a a Coca-Cola and another friend dropped an olive into the the bottom of her almost finished Coca-Cola. I think it was a plastic bottle. And so basically it created this very disgusting concoction of super sugary soda mixed with the ambiance of an olive. Like, have you? I don't like either of those things. I still don't like either of those things. I've never liked either of those things, Coke or Pepsi or any so, like soft drinks. And I still don't like olives either. <laughs> so that's just a little info about me. But I remember so clearly being around this, this table, sitting in these chairs and, you know, fifth graders, whatever, <laughs> trying to find entertainment all the time. And we passed around this bottle of Coke with the olive in it. And it was like a dare that you would drink 
a little bit of the Coke. And then you'd take a sip and pass it on, take a sip, pass it on, take a sip, pass it on. And I thought it was the most disgusting thing in the world. So why the hell does this matter? Why am I sharing this with you? Because I was so caught up in the idea of fitting into my friends with my friends and being liked by my friends, even though they were already my friends, that and this had to have an emotional charge because I remember it at age 32. And when it came around to me, I I could have burst into tears. I was dreading taking a sip of these two things I hated, especially mixed together, but I did anyways. I did anyways. And I remember going home and just feeling so nauseous and had a stomach ache and I thought it was so fucking disgusting. And this is just one seemingly simple, maybe seemingly uh, irrelevant example of the consequences of not speaking up for yourself. And I shared that example because that goes back to fifth grade. And already feeling like there's this pressure that to fit in and to be liked and to be agreeable and to drink the damn Coke with the olive in it and sacrifice my stomach and feeling super nauseous after because I wouldn't speak up and say, I don't like those things. No, thank you. I'm not getting pressured into this. I also remember not speaking up in more of an indecisive way where my mom would offer us, you know, chocolate or vanilla ice cream. And I, I wouldn't be able to choose. I didn't even know what I wanted at a very young age. I also remember my family, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. And so if, if we ever went out to eat, I mean, four kids, right? Two adults. If we ever went out as a family of six before my parents got divorced, we would usually go to Olive Garden. I don't really know why. Maybe because they had unlimited salad and breadsticks. But I also never liked Olive Garden. And if anyone in, in the family was like, where should we go for dinner tonight? I wouldn't just speak up and be like, I hate Olive Garden. Let's go somewhere else. Instead, I just go with the flow. Isn't it better to go with the flow and just do what everyone else wants to do? I remember my brothers also really liked Olive Garden. Like They thought the breadsticks and salad were amazing and probably just some spaghetti or something. But I never liked it and I never spoke up for myself. While the consequences of these examples may not seem very relevant or at least very big or having a lot of then ripple effect in my life, it did. Because th that is... These are some of the specific examples of when this behavior first started, when I stopped speaking up for myself and I let my voice be dampened. And that is a symptom of an underactive throat chakra. The second area that I want to talk about that has affected my life is being agreeable. So I touched on this just a little bit. But another way this showed up and manifested in my life around being agreeable is when anybody, parent, teacher, friend, asked, what do you think, Sarah? And instead of saying how I felt, sometimes I did know how I, I felt and I didn't want to share how I felt. Other times I truly didn't know how I felt like I was just talking about before, chocolate or vanilla. It was almost like 
my mind went blank and I didn't even know how to have an opinion because I was so focused on just pleasing and appeasing everyone else. So if I was asked, what do you think? I, I would try to deduce and attune myself to different energies. As you guys heard about in the codependent empath episode, this is really related to that. And I would try to intuit what that person wanted me to think. And that's how I would try and answer. Or I would just say, whatever you think, I think that too. And when you're agreeable, you don't have very many of your own opinions. You tend to stop thinking for yourself and you absorb into the group or the person that maybe feels threatening or did feel threatening when you were a little girl. Another example of this underactive throat chakra in my life and my upbringing is mumbling. And I was just talking to my coach about this today on our call because I have this very clear memory that was just reignited because I just spent the last two weeks on vacation and I got to see my family and my dad was there and it just happened once but I think we were in the car driving to pickleball which y'all I have a new hobby and it's called pickleball and it's actually quite fun my dad's really good he plays probably four or five times a week so we played with him and there was this moment in the car where he didn't mean any ill by it but he said Sarah you're mumbling I can't understand you And I got like sucked back in the time machine, transported back to middle school and high school, especially when my dad would tell me constantly, you're mumbling, you're mumbling, you're mumbling. I can't understand you. And while he was trying to teach me, guide me into speaking more clearly, I never felt like I was actually mumbling. And I didn't know how to change it. And after time and time and time again of like, you're mumbling, you're mumbling, you're mumbling. I felt like my voice was just not heard. I felt very disempowered around even trying to talk. Well, no one can fucking understand me anyway. So why do I even try? Because apparently I mumble and no one understands what I'm trying to say. And that wore on me. It wore on me. I became very self-conscious of it. And I don't even know if I actually mumbled. I don't feel like I mumble today. But the constant reminder of it certainly made me self-conscious of it. Another example of this is my very first live stream. And really, probably the first 50 live streams I ever did on Facebook. Side note, when I started my business, Facebook Live didn't even exist, (laughs) but it does now and I use it constantly. But those first live streams, and I want you to think about this for a second. Have you done your first live stream yet? Have you ever done this in your own life, on your own profile, in a group for your business to talk about whatever you want to talk about or teach on something? I had so many fears, these fear bubbles that would ripple up to the surface and explode and and shut me down every time I thought about going live because I had a lot of thoughts about it. But there was just this all-consuming fear 
And inside that fear, the voice said, Sarah, there's no room for error. You're live. You cannot fuck this up. You cannot mumble. You cannot stumble stumble over your words. Look there, I just did it. People are going to notice if you use the word um, so, uh, like, maybe. There's no room for error. You have to be a perfect specimen, a perfect public speaker in order to go on a live stream. And that held me back for so long. It continued to dampen my voice. It continued to hold me in this disempowering place. Because I did have something to share. I do have something to share. And now you see me on live stream all the freaking time. You might even be sick of how much I live stream. And I don't go on with notes. And there's really not even second, a second thought about whether I should go live or what I look like or anything. If I have something to share, bam, my phone gets pulled up and I go live. But that is not how I started. I started with a deep fear around needing to be perfect in this voice that said there's no room for error. And that's simply not the truth. It is simply not the truth. People will not log off of your live stream if you use the word um or you don't have makeup on or you stumble over your words or their dog barks in the background. That's not a legitimate reason to get off someone's live stream. But I had those fears and they very much manifested into paralysis around doing anything or getting started at all. The same thing, or at least similar story came up the first time I also recorded a video of myself. So that came before the live stream because it felt safer. It felt safer to be able to delete and record again and to listen to it back before I published it or posted it somewhere. But In this instance, the internal dialogue said, you have to look perfect. So I was holding my phone up and I remember being in my old apartment on the futon. I had set up the, it wasn't even a a small ring light like a lot of people use these days. It was this giant like photography spotlight. My makeup was done as best as it possibly could. My hair was done up. I made sure I had the right angle of my face as I was recording this video. I think it was talking about an essential oil class that I had coming up. There was just so much critiquing and criticizing every little thing about my body and the way I looked on top of my voice. Thinking about this, I am actually shocked I even posted it because I remember this inner turmoil around all this self-doubt. And even when I did post it, I still was self-critical and looked down and thought badly of myself. It's not as good as so-and-so's video. It was like a 15-second video. (laughs) 
by the way. But this is how much this underactive, wounded throat chakra was showing up in tangible ways in my life. And then I got into podcasting. The girl who feels like she has to look and talk perfect and has been told for years that she mumbles, no one can understand her, decides to start a damn podcast. (laughs) And it was nerve-wracking. So in the very beginning, at least I would say for all my solo episodes, probably the first 20 episodes minimum were scripted. And I did my very best to make them sound like they weren't scripted. But podcast listeners, I'm talking to you. Those were scripted. I'm not going to deny it. They were still authentic. They were still real. But I was so afraid that if I just pushed record, that I would sound like an idiot. So instead, I scripted it to make sure that I, there was no room for error and I didn't fuck it up. And I wouldn't have to go back and do it again and do it again and do it again. So I just scripted it all out, made it sound pretty, spoke it into the microphone in a way that that was more my natural voice versus it sounding like I was actually reading something. And that took so long. (laughs) A podcast episode that maybe was 30 minutes ended up being three hours because I had to write out the whole script plan ahead, get my ideas right, record it, probably go back and re-record certain parts. I don't fuck with that anymore. That is not how I podcast anymore. And that's why I wanted to show you the little insight in the beginning of today's episode. I just get fully in my body. I get fully present. I have Probably six bullet points up on my screen right now that are guiding me in speaking to you. And now I just trust myself. I just trust myself that if, I don't know, some person comes, I'm up at the cabin right now at our Airbnb in Grand Lake, Colorado, and sometimes our neighbors stop by. And if our neighbor were to come up to the door and my dog started barking like crazy, I would, I would stop recording and I would delete that out. But if I have a weird, awkward pause or I say, um, or I forget about my thoughts for a second, it's not a big deal. I trust that the frequency of my voice is being heard in the deeper codes in this message are being relayed to you. And trusting yourself is one of the biggest assets in your business. I want you to think about this for a second. How many more courses, posts, live streams would you do if you just trusted yourself? If you opened your throat, healed the wounded parts of your voice, and allowed yourself to be fully, authentically expressed? How much would shift and change? What impact could you have on this planet? So just sit with that for a moment. So I want to talk about this communication center 
in your throat, in your body, in your energy body, really. Because it does govern your ability to speak your truth openly and to be able to understand others and to be able to communicate with them, which is critically important if you're going to be a coach, healer, practitioner in in this health and wellness or spiritual development world. People have to understand you. And communication is absolutely required. The interesting thing about an imbalanced, so you can be overactive or underactive, I'm going to guess most of you are underactive. Just going to throw that out there. But an imbalanced throat chakra can show up in the ways that I just shared about my own journey, but it can also be very physical. You can see physical symptoms manifest in your physical body that might not make perfect sense or have been going on for years. They're chronic. And you're wondering, when am I going to stop getting bronchitis after bronchitis after bronchitis or I feel like I'm constantly struggling with a faint sore throat and more cough syrup is not going to cure that. If the root cause is that your throat chakra is underactive. So how does this show up in our body? Sore throat, things like bronchitis, but especially thyroid imbalances, thyroid issues. This especially shows up hyper-hypothyroidism and the autoimmune disease Hashimoto's. If you've been a lifetime listener of this podcast, you know I've talked about Hashimoto's being the people pleasers of the world. Why? Because it manifests in their throat. And when you fall into those tendencies of people pleasing, feeling like you can't authentically express yourself, that also shows up physically. It's not likely that Last week, you started people-pleasing, and now you have Hashimoto's. It's probably been a really lifelong journey. The other physical signs include neck and shoulder pain. This is the one that I resonate with more, neck and shoulder pain, which is also where our population generally holds stress as well. And so it helps... I found that it's helpful to work with a practitioner to see, is that stress? Is that a burden you're putting on yourself or is that throat chakra? Because it could be a little bit of both. You may also have issues with hearing through your ears, which can sometimes also show up as ringing in your ears. Jaw pain and TMJ or TMJ. That's another one that I had jaw surgery. So there's certainly a physical component, but even after surgery, there's still pain, which indicates to me that I'm clenching and holding back parts of my voice and the way that I want to express and share my truth with the world. I'm going to list off a few more here. So frequent headaches, dental issues, mouth ulcers, hoarseness, laryngitis, neck pain. These are all ways that physically you can feel this in your body. There are also many more emotional 
ways that you can see this manifest as well. Like the fear of speaking. I just talked about in the very beginning, this fear of speaking up for myself, being able to say what I want or to be able to say no to peer pressure. The inability to express your thoughts. This typically, and I hear this one a lot actually, where clients come to me and they're just like, I don't even know how to describe how I'm feeling or what's going on in my head. You can also see this as shyness, being very shy or just more socially reclusive and potentially detached and, and a lot of the introvert energy of wanting to keep to yourself. An inconsistency in your speech and actions. So this is really interesting where you say one thing, but your actions are another way. I mean, I'm going to call out a few of you who say, I want to start a business. I want a $10,000 a month. I want five more clients. I want to host my or launch my first course. Yeah, I hear you, but you're not taking action on that. Or what actions are you taking towards that goal? So inconsistency between what you say and how you, the actions that you take. Social anxiety, absolutely. And part of that is the fear of speaking, that shyness that when you're in a social setting likely feels amplified. You can also feel an inhibited creativity. So you feel like you're not sure how to creatively express yourself or you might identify as someone who's not creative. There's not an artsy bone in my body. But that's not true. We all have a right and a left brain. But it may feel difficult in navigating how to express yourself or you might feel like your channel is blocked to creative ideas. Stubbornness, detachment, these can all show up. So let's talk for a hot second about overactive because overactive tends to be a little bit different. Again, I don't see this as common in, in the empath autoimmune community, but I want to mention it just in case. So the overactive is going to be more excessive talking, like the chatty Kathy archetype. The girl just won't shut up. Arrogance, so this big egotistical kind of behavior. behavior. Dishonesty, which is related to the I say one thing and I do another thing. Gossiping is huge for an overactive throat chakra. The inability or at least poor, poor listening. So more the ignoring style of listening. You guys can go back pretty far back, but there's an episode on the five types of listening if you want to understand that better. And manipulative behavior, manipulating people likely with your words and, and being really sly with the way that you use your words. I love my brother, Joe, but in his lifetime, he was the king of manipulative speech. He was so good at it. And I really believe he had an overactive throat chakra. The underactive is going to be more on the side of the spectrum that is quiet, that is fearful, that is anxious, insecure, shy, and 
it feels harder to express yourself, harder to speak to others. And sometimes even to the extent of this feeling of paralysis around what do I say? I was sharing after a breathwork session one time pretty recently, and it was obvious to me that I needed to share. And it was a highly emotionally charged thing I was going to share in my life. And when I went to go unmute myself and share on this Zoom call, I lost my voice. It just disappeared out of nowhere. Has it ever happened to you where you're just merry on your way and talking normally, but then when it comes to certain subjects, you can, at the snap of a finger, lose your voice. And that's a a big sign as well that there's a blockage or an imbalance in the throat chakra. For me in that case, it felt like, okay, my throat chakra is pretty open in general in life. But when it comes to this this issue, it shuts down. Shuts down. And that was actually a beautiful experience for me because it helped me see my body sending me messages, signals on there's something here. So let's dive into it now and see how we can address or heal it. So you're probably wondering, especially if you're resonating with a lot of these signs and symptoms or parts of my own story, what's next? How do you start to then heal your throat and heal your voice? I want to share three simple ways that you can begin this process. The first is through essential oils. Peppermint and spearmint are my favorite minty oils for activating the throat chakra. So peppermint is going to be more beneficial for focus and clarity, clarity of your your words, your speech, and a focused mental state to be intentional about your words. Spearmint is beautiful for public speaking and for gaining the confidence to share your voice. You could you could use a blend of both if you wanted. And all you do is you can do both or inhale through your nose. So you're just taking a deep breath in of one or both oils. And then the other option as an and or is to apply it to the base of your throat, the bottom of your neck, and just rub that in to your throat chakra. The second healing tool that I like to use for throat chakra healing are crystals. And my favorite is blue lace agate. And this is a blue stone. It's a lighter blue. Oftentimes there's some kind of striping throughout it. You can, depending on the grade of the crystal, the quality of the crystal, they may look slightly different or vary. But these blue lace agates are really powerful for throat chakra healing. And they have the vibration of the color blue. So in our light spectrum, all of the colors within the rainbow vibrate at a different frequency. And this color blue has that same frequency or vibration as the throat chakra. So when we place that stone, that crystal on the base of your throat, so you'll want to lay down before you try to balance it there. And then you can listen to a meditation or just close your eyes. And I recommend anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes and just allowing that to rest on the base of your throat. But 
crystals are crystalline and are going to hold their frequency and structure much uh, more efficiently and effectively than our human bodies that are majority water and very fluid and constantly changing. There's blood pumping. My food is digesting. My lungs are expanding and contracting. And the crystal is going to hold its frequency and influence than the spin or the charge of your throat chakra. That's another beautiful way you can get started. And number three, I really can't leave out because the first two are amazing tools to be using on a pretty regular basis. But unless you get to the root of the emotions or the inner child work that that influences the throat chakra, then all the peppermint oil and all the crystals, bathing in all the crystals and dousing yourself in essential oil may not have the effect that you desire, again, until you get to the root. So the, st- the third step is really to go into inner child healing and to begin to release uh, negative emotions, any sort of hurt or resentment or past memories similar to the ones that I've shared today that you might still be holding energetically or on a a cellular or DNA level that are then influencing the subconscious and how you behave, the patterns, the thoughts, the most common thoughts that you're having in your day-to-day life. So really starting to look at the inner child, communicate with the inner child to be able to understand her and why she's so afraid of sharing her voice or what are those past memories that make her feel like she isn't important or what she has to say isn't enough or worth hearing by other people. Because on a conscious level, I know that's bullshit, but if my inner child is deeply afraid and holding on on a subconscious level to those memories and those beliefs, then that is what drives the show. And Likely, if that's you, you're stuck in paralysis around taking action because the fear is so, it outweighs everything else. So we really have to start there by looking at the inner child and allowing these layers of grief, hurt, resentment, wounds to shed and be released. With all of that being said, I want to extend an invitation to you. I'm hosting a free training called Throat Chakra Alchemy, discovering the healing codes in your voice. Because your voice has a frequency. My voice has a frequency and you're hearing it right now. And each of our voices is coded with healing. But too often we forget how powerful our voice truly is. If this episode, this conversation resonated with you, then you likely do have a throat chakra imbalance, but that is not some life sentence diagnosis. It's simply an awareness and it's it's an awareness around how you do or do not express yourself, communicate, speak your truth and where you may choose to invite in some change. Because when our throat is fully alive and activated, so many doors open up in your life, especially in your business. So in this training, I'm going to teach you how to alchemize the inner child wounds around your throat and your voice with the divine potential of your being. 
because the world is ready to hear your message. So here's a brief explanation of what you'll experience inside the free training, which we'll drop a link for in the show notes. You'll experience a deeper understanding of this energy center, the throat chakra, transformative breath work for throat chakra alchemical healing. You're going to gain clarity around your core message and exploration into the deeper energy codes within you and the why that truly drives your voice and mission. And that is your why for showing up for this training too. Like, why do you care about expressing yourself more authentically? Why do you care about being heard or seen or understood in your truth and in who you really are? And there also will be an invitation to my upcoming course, which is called Ready, Set, Record. And this course is like nothing else. I have ever created. (laughs) You'll learn about it more inside the free training, which is intended for individuals who are committed to sharing their voice with the world. The live experience will be Wednesday, September 9th at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 p.m. Mountain, 7.30 Central, 8.30 Eastern. And again, the link is in the show notes to sign up and register for free. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me on any social media. And thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys soon. 